Hi everyone, this is Jennifer and I'm coming to you with an interesting topic today. Uh, it's all about conversations and conscious change and what can we truly do to make that a possibility in this reality that we live in. We are going to be talking to a very interesting guest, a dear friend and a compadre, if I may call her that. And uh, we're going to be talking about the future of leadership, different possibilities. So I'm going to be talking about a lady who's had around about 30 years of experience in the leadership arena, operational excellence, cultural change, personal and corporate wellness. She's also an ardent change maker. That's the part that I love about her. Um, I'm not going to give you her name right now because I'm going to allow her to come in and actually do that. So she has a brilliant way of operating, something that I find so invigorating and inspiring. She's also been committed to making a change. So what exactly is that all about? She is a person who has a desire to bring global wellness to the forefront of everyone's awareness. And by the way, she has also been featured alongside luminaries such as Oprah Winfrey, Melinda Gates, and many other people in a publication in 2019 of Americans Leading Ladies. So I'm not gonna keep you in suspense right now, and I'm gonna actually invite her to join us. So Lale, hi, how are you doing? Hello, Jennifer. I'm doing amazing and I'm so happy to be here with you today. Now, I, I think it's, it's a real joy and a pleasure to have you on board and for you to take the time. I know you're a very busy lady nowadays and it's so lovely to have you on a call so you can share your wisdom with us because I truly believe what it is that we are going to be talking about today is going to be a change maker. So having said that, what is your immediate thought about the future of leadership? Where do you see it going? What's happening over there? <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, a lot of times when we think about leadership, the first thing we think about is our career. We think about from a business setting, but leadership starts from you, you becoming the leader of your life and living as well as being a leader in your career, your business, and in the communities. Mm. And, um, you know, the last couple of years with COVID created some really inspiring moments. Mm. Um, it got people starting to get out of their robot. I do A plus B equals C to starting to see we can't do things the way we used to. Sure. There has to be a different mindset. There has to be different ways that we approach things. And we need to be more aware of the future to prepare today to be that leader tomorrow. And, um, you know, I'm currently in Dubai. I get to travel almost every week to a different country. So I get the pleasure of meeting different people from different walks of life mm. and different kinds of organizations. And, 
you know, we're all part of the oneness of the world. You know, leadership is going to have its foundation no matter what country you're in. But each country, each culture has its own flavor and spice. Mm, and, um, you know, but one of the things I've seen in the last couple of years more than ever is you have leaders who never stopped and they took advantage of the crazy moments that we were having with the uncertainties to really start getting in the question of, okay, not just what does my business need today, not just what my business needs in five years, but where are we going to be in 50 years? Mm. You know, where are we going to be in 100 years? Because it's no longer thinking about you as the leader who's going to be here that time, but really what, what, what seeds need to be planted today to allow the organization, this leap, living um, consciousness, mm -hmm. yeah, to actually be able to not just survive, but thrive. Right, correct. And, you know, many people, there's been many organizations, unfortunately, that didn't survive this COVID and chose different routes. Mm. Many took the route of cutting staff. And then now over the last year have had a really hard time bringing their caliber of service to their clients because the staff's not there the way it used to be. Mm -hmm. And then you've got others who got really creative. And like, for example, I'm here because we're building a very unique wellness building with the wellness center. And what I love is the creativity that went into really creating a center for the future. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you said, I, I, your question is that we need to be looking beyond us and our business. We really need to also include the earth and the direction we're going in the future. Which is awesome. I, I love what you talked about, uh, that before we start becoming a leader within organizations, it is essential for us to actually learn how to lead ourselves, because I truly believe that that's the catalyzing effect. It, it's not about, uh, let me try and fix the operating systems. Let me try and fix uh, the people in the organizations. Let me try and put them into the right alignment or whatever. But it's about you as an individual. And I work on those levels with organizations because I truly believe that unless you do not discover or uncover the leader in you, no matter what you do or where you are, the change, the transformation, the brilliance that you can bring is not going to happen because what you're going to be doing is actually following suit of everything you know, the same old, same old. And God knows that ain't working no more. We can't be the cookie cutter approach. So it's more about actually, talk to us more about how does one lead oneself into being the leader of anything in your life and everything also in the workplace? How do you do that? Mm. I wish it was a one day process, you know, and I give you this little, uh, no more pills. We're not about <laughs> pills anymore, but I could give you like this little ticket that mm. takes you on this journey and you immediately are mm. being that leader in your life. Unfortunately, most of us learn to follow 
we learn to do it. Even in consulting, I've been in consulting many, many years. And for so long, it was always about the best practices. What are the other boys mm -hmm. in the world doing? Do and let's, exactly. let's, let's copy them, but do it with our own flair, you know? So it was always the cookie cutter with a little difference. Mm -hmm. But the last, I would say, really more of like the last 10 years, mm. The concepts have started to shift. You cannot create something that worked for somebody else and make it work for you because you're different. Your business is different. The voice of your business is different. The people in your organization are different. So you can have tools. You can have pragmatic information and tools that assist you, mm. but it all comes back to you being you. And cool. most of us, think that this is like, oh, who was I yesterday? And that's who I'm going to be today. Yesterday is gone. What you chose yesterday is what's bringing today forward. So the first step in any of this is our willingness to be grateful for yesterday, but start every single day as who am I today? And what futures would I like to create? You know, and when you start, you're going to allow you to really start tapping, not just where you are now, but mm. allow the future. You know, most of us, it's beyond our mind. Most of us, it's not the thinking. But when you ask, what would I like my life to be like in five years? What would I like my business to be like in five years? Mm. You're going to start to get some ideas, some information, and even start to perceive the energy of it. Mm. But five years from now is not solid. The future is not solid. Exactly. So it's not like you could say, oh, it's going to be exactly that. Mm. I think uh, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head because usually when we are making uh, organizations, when they're making business plans, they only think of, oh, what's the 10-year plan or five-year plan and, and start doing stuff based on what has happened in the past. So we talk about projections based on the past. And we talk about uh, what staffing do we require based on how other people are performing or past week yeah. performance. So it, it's always about taking a reference point and then moving forward. This, this concept is very alien, so to speak, about asking questions. And I, I love the fact that you operate because I truly choose to actually be that myself is to operate from the curiosity of asking questions because I truly believe that questions do open up the doors where there are possibilities galore so talk to us about that what exactly yeah. is that and how well, do you apply that Lale in a world that is so in operating from cognition and refuses to look at different other possibilities. And that's why we're talking about different possibilities here in future leadership. So please do share your input on that. Well, first, I want to say I used to be the queen of thinking. <laughs> Join the club. Oh, my God. Seriously. I was the queen of controlling everything. And I was also the queen of thinking that everything was logic based. Now, I lied to myself because those moments where everything in business, you know, mm. I, I've been a leader in many 
um, startup organizations, mid-sized organizations, and um, you know, um, global organizations. And it, if I look at the moments of where we really created the greatest change, mm. it's that we were purely about joy and questions. <laughs> like as crazy as our environments were, it wasn't just let's sit and dwell on the problems. It was the awareness. So asking the questions of what's really working, what's not working, but really getting the information and not for it to turn into a blame game between different departments. Cause I've seen that so much. Yes. And it also was the inclusion of different representatives from different departments. And the difference was we are one pie. Exactly. All of us. Exactly. You know, and so seeing where things didn't work, mm. but also looking at, okay, we know that, mm. but where are we headed? Where yeah. do we actually want to go? And what, what, do we, what are these steps we have to put in place to get there? But it wasn't just based on the reference point of the past. Mm. We have to be grateful. You know, you now have all this information mm. to what the past was. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for us to get there, is the question of who or what do I need to be today? What steps do I need to put in place today that allows that tomorrow to actualize? Mm. And then we'd all come up with different ideas, mm. you know? And, and, w- and then it wasn't so much that the senior executive team made the decisions and now everyone Everyone else has to to make it happen. Mm -hmm. It was the inclusion of, of the senior leadership team, the directors, bringing in staff that are the direct contact with the clients. It included the sales team who's always left behind and just go sell it. (laughs) And so whatever the solution was, everyone, whether they agreed with it or not, had a play in putting it together. So then they became the ambassadors of us getting there, Mm. you know? Mm. And I'm not saying everything was easy. I'm not saying that there were days that it, people didn't want to kill each other, but it became at the end, all of us have this target. It wasn't just one level of the organization. And the mix of staff brought mm. different perspectives. Is, you know, when you're sitting at the top, you're just looking at the numbers. You have no clue what's really going on directly with your clients. You have no idea what's going on with your staff. And to have their input, but not input come, just talk about problem and pain. Mm. Okay, this is the situation. What three ideas do you have to create something different? Mm. It's the, Otherwise, it's the, again, no it's the line of questioning. I truly believe that um, the art of questioning is so amazing. And it's not focusing on the problem, but coming up with unique possibilities then actually can inculcate and relate to what it is that's going on to create something dynamically new. Because I truly believe that no point in going on and on and on with the, I have this problem, give me a solution. I have this problem, give me a solution. So what you're talking about is something what I really do with organizations here is to bring everyone in the team together. I truly believe that that is the way forward, because your point of view is your point of view. But what if you have different people in the department's point of view that really can enhance the culminative results of what it is that you can create as a team? 
being the dynamic team. Now, if everyone thought, coming back to what it is that you talk about leadership, if everyone thought that you being the leader in your own life can actually be a contributor to, to a team, wouldn't that be just amazing? Because then, as you rightfully say, everyone becomes a unified approach and actually stands up as the ambassadors of the organization. Would you care to comment on that? Yeah, because see, even look at it. Most of the time, no one's asking different people in the organization, what are your thoughts? Mm. What ideas do you have? What's working that you see you want to get even better? Mm. What's, what's not working that you'd like to see better? And what you just do by including their voice because this is something I do a lot with organizations is empowering people to have a voice. You allow their voice to be heard and this creativity coming together. You just empowered a leader. Exactly. Exactly. So now even when there's problems, because see, I see so often, it doesn't matter what size of the organization I work with, mm-hmm. everyone's still throwing the hot potato. <laughs> this is my problem. I throw it to the next level. You deal with it. No. Mm-hmm. How do you empower them to stop the hot potato from flying anywhere? Exactly. But you empower them to have the tools to ask questions. Okay. Is this even relevant? Because mm-hmm. we waste so much time in business with busy things that are not relevant to growth. They're not relevant to anything, but they're just this nuisance and they're to distract you. Mm-mm-mm. So is this actually relevant? Is anything required other than acknowledging it? Mm-mm. You know, sometimes, because we focus so much on, you know, the past, Mm-mm. you can only create a, a different flavor of the past if all your energy is spent on the past. True. Very, for very. You, for you to have creativity, you have to be aware of the past, but not make it relevant. Okay, now what? Mm. How can we use the past to our advantage of where we're going, but not focus all your energy on a problem of the past? True, true. You know, and what I've found is you end up having people at all levels, interns, you know, junior level people who come up with some creative ideas that no one in the senior leadership team was even considering. But by bringing everyone together, you, you, not that you leveled the playing field because everyone Mm -hmm. still has their positions, Mm -hmm. but yes, you brought this honoring that people Mm -hmm. have this place that they can actually be creative together. And I think, um, my question to you would be what needs to change in our leadership approach to be an allowance of everyone being a contributor uh, from a space of creating more innovative ideas that will actually enhance the organization's performance and as a result, its results. Yeah. I see a lot of that shift happening and I'll tell you all the senior leadership got there from somewhere Mm. they didn't just get there overnight Mm -mm. and for them to remain there and to keep expanding their career and Mm. the business Mm. they need help they need to empower as many people to 
contribute to the success of the business. And I'll tell you, one of the things I'm seeing a lot, I work a lot with entrepreneurs. So a lot of them who end up breaking away from the organizations and creating their own. Mm -hmm. And we've hit a point the last few years where, you know, larger organizations are losing some massive amount of great talent. And it's because their voice is not being heard. Their ideas are not being considered. And any great leader knows they have to stay in tuned with what's going on right now and the future. And to do that, you need to know, you need different people injecting different ideas into the organization. And unfortunately, or fortunately, you know, more and more people are leaving and they're mm. starting their own, which is the fortunate. It's creating even a whole new world of possibilities um, with different products, services, mm. you know, branding or whatever else. I had a meeting yesterday with a gentleman who um, worked at a, a very large organization here that is global. And everything he talked about, I was laughing. I was like, oh my goodness. And then he said, yeah. That's why I started my own company and I recruited, you know, eight of the top players there because now they get to come, their voices are heard, they're brilliant. So his key members of his new organization, they have a minimum of 20 years of experience. Wow. You know, they're walking in to this new business with clients they know, people they know products they know, expertise that they have, and they're going. And I'm not saying don't start a new business. I'm just saying that it doesn't matter what size organization you have. You have to put your ego aside and stop thinking you're the best and really become vulnerable to include other people's ideas, their brilliance, and empower them to become smarter empower them to be even more creative, empower them to start looking at products and services you're not even willing to look at mm -hmm. because the business is going to go in different directions. And that first step, empowering them to be the leaders of their lives. Very, very true. I mean, it's, it's absolutely so important in, in this time to recognize that. Now, I, I see that uh, many organizations, and I will not name them, have this funny uh, way of thinking of uh, sending people on trainings um, and trying to develop people without even getting to know what exactly it is that they desire. Okay, so we've got a quota, we have to do training, okay, send them to training. No one even bothers to know whether the person would like to go on training. So the, the, the question that one needs to ask as a leader or department head is, is this a good way of spending our money where we are sending people on training and they're really not interested in the training? So they're just going to fill the quota. I've seen that so many times. Because what are people looking at right now, Lale, and you, I'd like you to talk about that, is uh, the cookie cutter approach. Because I keep seeing this repeatedly. Is that, okay, so now I have to fill this position. So they must have all this. And that's it. And I've been in recruitment. I used to do recruitment. And I chose to shift 
from recruitment simply because I wanted to help organization retain their talent. I took, you know, went on the other side of the fence. But it was more about developing people to help them to stay. When we're talking training and development, what are you doing to retain your people? That's number one. Do you really know who they are and what they require? Or are you just trying to, you know, okay, uh, so much is the budget for training and development. Okay, I'm going to spend it. Uh, contact any training company and let them do it. Hello. Is that adding value to your bottom line? Is that truly developing the leaders of the future? Is that actually contributing to your business? And what impact is it creating? Again, it's more about can we help the individual to truly become the leader? Now, do organizations want that, Lale? Many organizations will say, oh, oh, of course we want it. But how many organizations truly believe? So you want to actually, um, you want, to pe want people to be outstanding. But are you willing to allow them to stand out? Is the question that I'd like to ask you. You know, it's so interesting. I've done so many consulting projects with clients and that was it. Oh, we don't have any more funding for, for training anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw it wasn't value and this and this. I said, but even with leadership, isn't just someone works for you and it's a check mark. <laughs> you know, these are people, they're not robots. Mm -hmm. um, and there has to be some engagement. Mm -hmm. And that's the piece that's missing is most people are not engaging. They're just sending an email. That's not management. Mm -hmm. Management is not just you sending an email and telling them what to do, but really get to know the people. You also have to determine, do you have the right people to get you to where you want to go? Exactly. And if you don't, what are you going to do different today to make sure you do? So there's some people, no, they're not there yet, but you can empower them with some leadership training and other things or whatever kind of training is required mm -hmm. to get them there. Okay. But they also have to have, like you said, the desire. And most times when you just hire someone based on words on a resume, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that they actually enjoy those things. Exactly. And, you know, um, it's crazy, but when you do not enjoy what you do, the quality of what comes out the other end, it shows. There has to be some enthusiasm for what you do to, for you to allow it to maximize, exponentialize, and for it to really grow. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying everyone is going to come to work and they're going to be happy and all of that. That's not what I'm saying. But when you start to look at, okay, this is where we're headed. Mm -hmm. Who can we bring together to get us there? Start to have conversation, include them. Engaging an employee is not just about giving them more money to hope that they stay. You know, a long, long time ago, I was a technical recruiter. Mm -hmm. um, I did that for a period of time. I was very successful. My clients loved me because I never gave them, you know, it wasn't the numbers game for me. Mm -hmm. It was quality and making a match. And just because I had candidates that fit the bill of what the client wanted, if they didn't have the same match as exactly. what the organization was, I wouldn't waste their time or my time. 
And then I got so successful, I realized, you know what, I kind of have to stop here because if I stay here, this is going to be my career for life. And I was like, no. So then I went and actually became a recruiter inside a corporation, a, a software development company, mm -hmm. and assisted them in growing and then expanded into every part of the organization, the sales department. And then, you know, I ended up being the right hand for the senior vice president of the organization and things grew, you know, mm -hmm. and that's the thing that we're mentioning is sometimes you might have someone showing up that doesn't have all the foundation, but they have the potential. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. when you start to get to know them and you start to allow their creativity and their awareness to jump in, they're going to be able to step into things they don't even think they can step into. Exactly. But as a manager, you have to be more engaged. Yeah, that's why um, in 2013, I created something called the engagement model, mm -hmm. which I truly believe uh, had a crazy impact on what it is that the team was doing. But the funny part is this, that most of us get recruited for a job. Okay. Now, this is the different way of thinking, the way, the way I, I thought about it was, so you're recruited for a job and you, you're in a job now for say, around about 18 months, okay? Now you've done everything, you've mastered everything, you're brilliant at everything, and then you come into the slack, okay? Like, okay, I've been there, done that, now what? So now in organizations, many people will never ever think that if you actually interviewed somebody again within the organization and asked them whether they're really enjoying that. And that's what I did in the engagement model. I actually got all the people together. I said, can you tell me if you're enjoying what the work that you do? And they said, mm, no, not, not really, but I'd love to do what she's doing. So we had this amazing concept of let's turn around and have role reversals. So everyone was willing. Now, the person who was leaving the job, that didn't want to do the job, actually was inspired to teach the person who really wanted to do his job, you know? But then it is about the frameworks and the strategy and the rules and regulations that come in to inhibit that. But the funny part was this, that the, the team leader made it possible for the human resources department to revisit that and they all exchanged the roles and did a brilliant job the person who was leaving was happy to give all the news and all the information and the person coming on board newly was excited enthused and curious and asked a whole lot of questions which comes to the curiosity of asking questions i truly believe that that created an amazing impact on the productivity the team coming together and it impacted the organization and the clients that they served. So something that you talk about is pretty similar to, can we be innovative? Can we be creative? Can we involve and then pull out what is going to really add value? So any thoughts on that? Well, you know, like earlier when we talked about, um, you know, truly being innovative or even looking at the future, right? you are going to have different kinds of people who are in that organization with you. 
And like I said, it's not about the best practices. It's finding out what's going to work for you, what's going to work for your organization for not just today, but your organization thriving mm. and growing. And so the model may mm. not work the same there. I worked with one organization. They brought me in because within 14 days, they had massive uh, exit strategy from one of their um, departments. They had 35 divisions within three states in America. Mm. And um, <clears throat> they had a lot of turnover that was happening in the overall organization, but one mm. particular department lost a lot. And um, he brought me in. He said, listen, I'd like you to go and find out what's happening. And I said to him, I'm not going to take this project unless I interview the whole organization you know, the 35 programs. Mm. And um, he said, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then they realized coming in to find out what's really happening in the organization, that change happening in one spot is not just one spot. There's this mm. whole domino effect with that everything that beautiful. happens. Exactly. So our first aim was these interviews, finding out information and then bringing them together. We created a group that brought different different people from the organizations. And then we started to battle the different things that were going on. And, you know, at first it was the blame game. Everyone wanted to blame the other department for what wasn't working. And do you know, by the end, um, we had a couple of years of different things that we did. They revamped every, every division of the organization. And by the end, they were hugging each other at meetings. They were grateful for each other. You know, it was just such a different culture mm. from blame, you know, I'm going to outcreate you, but in a, I'm doing it from a competitive way mm -hmm. to realizing we need each other. And to do that is exactly what you said. People realized they were really great at this, mm. but they didn't want to do that anymore. So then came the cross leveraging and cross training and cross positions and, and, and being able to shift. But the other thing here is I want to, I want to say not every employee coming in is the same. Every one of us has different unique capacities and abilities. Some of us are really great in putting the same job for 20 years and we'll do it really well. But that's not all your staff. You have some staff who are amazing at being innovative, at creating, coming up with things for the future. You have others who are great at taking that information and moving it, mm -hmm. you know, putting in all the all the process that's involved mm -hmm. to right. be able to go out. You have others who are great communicators, they're connectors. They're, they might not all be part of your sales team or business development mm -hmm. team, but they're great at getting this out there. And when you start to also engage and get to know your staff and know where do they want to be in five years, and they, they may not be there tomorrow, but what steps can be put in place? And some is training, but some is not. Some is a shadow program, mm -hmm. you know, have them sit with someone else who's already doing that job, let them shadow give each other creative ideas, and then you start to get them in those steps moving forward. Mm. But once again, it's us looking at this as individual company, individual needs, where is this company desiring to go, and allowing the influence of the internal organization to move forward. Exactly. Yeah. And I have to say one more thing, Jennifer, most of us grew up with 
um, you know, we said the reference points of yesterday, but we also hold grudges. <laughs> you know, most of us learned to make yesterday be so significant that we limit ourselves and our bodies. You know, when you read my profile, wellness is a huge part of it. And when I work with so many executives, I realized so many of them, their health was impacted. You know, there's so many things going on in the work environment that was polluting mm. their wellness and their ability to function and be able to create. So I created an organization actually called Global Wellness for All because it's about the wellness of all of you. And we also have to learn in business, what happened yesterday is now gone. It's like spilled milk. You're not gonna put the spilled milk back in the carton or the glass or in anything. The only thing you could do is clean it up, pour yourself another glass if you want to. And that's really what we need to do with yesterday. Be grateful for yesterday, learn from it, but don't put all your energy in who did what to you yesterday. Because when we really start moving forward as that leader of you and your life, it's about gratitude. It's about question, curiosity, and starting to bring in the factors of the earth, bringing in the factors of where do we need to be in five years, 10 years, 50 years, 100 years, so that this business may not have the same products and services, but continues to grow and thrive. Beautifully said. It's like you're planting a tree today and knowing that you will not be able to sit under the shade of it, but your grandchildren can and their children. It's about truly, that, that for me is truly caring about what impact you are going to create and leave behind, leaving back a legacy, so to speak. That's wonderful. Um, I usually ask my amazing speakers to leave us with three important things that you would like to share with people that takes them on the journey of really looking at the future of leadership and the different possibilities therein. So if you can honor us with that, please. Happy to. The first thing I'm gonna say is there's only one of you in the whole world. You know, I have twin girls, they're identical and they're not the same. So <laughs> there is no one in your family, in your business environment and in your friends that's ever going to be you. And the uniqueness of you is what's going to create you being the leader. And we have to start to foster that. So just know your journey of exploration of who you are has to be every day. And who you were yesterday is who you were yesterday. Who are you desiring to be today? Who are you desiring to be in the future? And what steps can you take to get you there? Number two, get out of judgment. Mm. You know, in business, in our personal lives, we spend a lot of our energy, or I should say we waste a lot of our energy on something that went wrong. Someone did something. Mm. And when you start to take that away, and allow you to actually have gratitude. Mm -hmm. Gratitude, because now you have more information about someone, you have more information about the situation, the business, the program, whatever it is. It's now information. So if you're willing to be grateful for everything, those great moments, those terrible moments, and just keep asking, how does it get even better than this? <laughs> and, and 
it will get you to have the forward movement because going backwards is not going to help you. You can no longer um, create the future. You cannot create the future from the past. It's very limiting. You can only start from where you are today. Be grateful for yesterday. Be grateful for you and all the information you gain. And now what else is possible you haven't even considered. Allow always to be a forward movement of action. Mm. Number three, nurture you, nurture your body. The more you do add components that bring you and your body joy, mm. the more creative you're going to be, the more happy you're going to be. And you become this inspiration and you become the contagious um, being that inspires others to know you have to start from you totally and our magical bodies if we get them ill you're not going to be able to be productive or be the leader that you are so mm -hmm. it's also about having wellness with your body and bringing that wellness to all parts of your life that is awesome man i'd like to have some of that please <laughs> and i think everyone <laughs> listening must be going wow i think i'd like to have some of that too so when are you planning to start your wellness center, Lale? And how can people reach you? Yeah, so today we actually go to different countries and empower lots of different kinds of people in business and in communities, okay. um, as well as in 2023 in August is a target. We're building a wellness building in Dubai. Wow, and <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, mm. it's going to have 270 um, rooms. Some of them are going to be long-term apartments. Some of them are going to be hotels. And everything is from the pillow to your mattress, to your lighting, your air purification. Everything is about wellness. And then we've created a huge wellness center um, comprising of many different things in that. So some people, it's going to be from physical therapy, the newest approaches in that. There's a Dr. Adam who's going to be taking care of that. For my particular piece is we have six pillars of wellness and we're going to be incorporating that into programs. And the model, the framework is called WellCube because it's ah. going to bring wellness in your living space, wellness in your workspace, wellness in your community, wellness in your health. We have a vegan cafe we're opening. There's going to be a tea station, which is going to have a variety of teas from all around the world to bring more wellness and relaxation and joy and creativity in your body. And this is the piece for us to know that when we're willing to start with us mm. and our body and have that wellness and leadership here, it exudes out. It touches everything in your life, including strangers who come and meet you along the way. Okay. When can I come in? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you can come sooner. Um, we are doing different things now. That's why I'm here in Dubai. I've been able to put some of those things in place for different people that I'm meeting with and corporate uh, organizations, as well as entrepreneurs. And um, the center itself, August 2023, and we'll awesome. get more information there. Awesome. Um, but they can always go to globalwellnessforall.com. We keep all the information there and we're able to go to different locations. Um, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And bellapimo.com, which is, you know, the management consulting company as well. Good. So I'll 
put in all that information in the show notes so that people can reach out to you. And oh. it's been an honor and a pleasure. Quite honestly, such an enjoyable conversation. And I think we're going to have more of those. Um, the next thing that I'd like to bring to everyone's attention is I'm going to be starting off a new podcast. Oh. And um, it's going to be called The Mavericks. I truly believe that I'm not the only maverick on the planet. And I'm tapping into everyone out there who is a maverick to reach out to me because I would like to interview people who are mavericks and really like to know what did they do to shift and change the way that everyone was doing things. So 97% do, does it this way. And I want to speak to the people who did the, who are the 3% who did it the other way. And I want to know what exactly it is that they created. So you're going to be one of my speakers on that. And truly <laughs> looking forward to that. Thank um, you. So we're going to be creating the Mavericks community. And uh, let's play with that and see what else is possible around that. So, Dali, thank you very much for taking the time. Truly been a delight and a pleasure. And uh, let's keep in touch. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you, my friend. And I cannot wait until we create together oh, some yes. things that we've been talking about for as sure. well. I mean, that's really, really gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I can see it. <laughs> and it's not it's not just by fluke that you've landed up in Dubai. Let me tell you that. Definitely it has not. been it's something that we've been talking about, I think, from 2013 <laughs> and 14 and 15. You know, every time we met in different parts of the world. But I think it's time to now actualize that as a different possibility. There you go. We planted the seeds. The trees are here. Now yeah, it's time absolutely, to go. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, cool. Thank you, everyone, Thank for you. joining us. And bye for now. And uh, let's reach out, listen to this, and share it with the rest of the world. Thank you so much, Lale. God bless. Thank you.